man, I really thought this beer was going to have broccoli in it. I hope you're not reading an article and that's just your initial tasting notes. <laughs> Welcome to Bruce Day Tuesday Podcast, episode 372. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the Denethor of podcasting, mm. Tyler Driveway. Don't like that. I don't yeah, like hide that. Hide the cherry tomatoes, y'all. What? I'm sorry? Hide the cherry tomatoes, y'all. <laughs> he does eat that one tomato real grossly, doesn't he? Deep cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True I, fans only, Sam. I I didn't. I don't know who this is. I just googled most annoying Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> yes. Ow! Yikes! I Have mean, you not seen Lord of the Rings, Sam? Uh, I've seen some of them and not others. I've enjoyed none of them. Oh, the 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 Peter Jackson like original three uh, are are good in my opinion the hobbit is bad in my opinion yeah don't don't waste your time with the hobbit but at the end of in return of the king they zoom in on this one guy while he's eating and he picks up this cherry tomato and he bites it it like explodes it's gross and also he's a douchebag so it was a it was quite a quite a rude introduction this time around um but boris and i you know we're on the same page what's up boris oh not much just uh re-watching lord of the rings you know yeah, for sure. Every night I go to bed with, uh, you know, the uh, director's cut, extended director's cut playing. Yeah, it's tough living, uh, having to spend every 12 hours watching Lord of the Rings. Maybe it's tough for you. Yeah, true. You're right. Yeah. I guess you're not well, a true fan. <laughs> we are going to be talking today about uh, sheets and dogs and, unfortunately, uh, people killing each other. So, you know, there's a Lord of the Rings connection right there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to explore all that, obviously, with Boris. But first, we're going to explore what Boris brought to drink. What do you have over there, Boris? I have... Are either of you familiar with Treehouse Brewery? I don't think so. It is familiar, but I don't know that I've actually had anything by them. It is one of these kind of, like, local... I don't know about local local legends, because I don't think they distribute very far, but, like... People line up at the brewery like before it opens to get some of these beers. Not quite at the the alchemist level, I think, but but they right. they fancy themselves as up there. And so, uh, one of my friends was driving through Western Mass, and he went by the brewery, and so he like texted us and was like, "Does anyone want anything?" So we go online, and they only sell their beer in crates of like twenty four <laughs> sixteen ounce cans for like a hundred bucks each. Sure. So he picked up what? like four bucks a beer, four bucks a beer for, uh, for a 16 ounce can. They're a all 16 ounce can makes it way more acceptable in my opinion. I hope you're enjoying that beer, which is about a quarter an ounce. Uh, yeah, well, look, if you do the math, it kind of sucks, but also if you do the math, it's about the price of, or it's much cheaper than a beer at a bar. So that's how I justify, uh, drinking expensive beer to myself. How about the fact, uh, that you stack paper to the ceiling and sit on 24-inch chrome. <laughs> uh, that one went over my head. But um, would you feel better about it, Sam, if I told you that this beer is a double IPA, 8.6% ABV, 
uh, and it's called Very Hazy. Uh, ooh, you lost me at Hazy. All right, so it pours out, obviously, very cloudy, uh, as the name implies. Um, taking a sip, uh, it's quite good. It actually is not super hoppy. It has a nice kind of fruity uh, character to it, a lot of, lot of tropical kind of pineapple-type notes, uh, and it doesn't taste too boozy for almost 9%, so we'll see how, how drunk I get. All right. Well, I have basically the same beer as Boris uh, from Levant or maybe Levante. I don't know. Some kind of brewing company. I have Tiny Tickle New England Pale Ale. So it is 5.1% ABV. Uh, it also pours out cloudy. It looks kind of like um, like orange pineapple juice mix. You know what I mean? No real appreciable head there. This also smells very fruity and tropical. I'm getting a lot of, like, like guava papaya in the nose. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a New England IPA. It's, uh, I like it. It has fruity and tropical flavors, but then it's got that muddledness at the end. And this one in particular, it's really kind of sticking around in the aftertaste. So the front half, I like. The back half, I'm not so into. Uh, like most New England IPAs nowadays samuel what do you have yeah i feel like this is going to be a boring one because we kind of all have the same beer i have from uh eggenberg uh oh boy i'm gonna be bad at this samuslaus samuslaus sure oh sorry i guess this is a particular varietal of samuslaus samuslaus classic this is a malt liquor 14 percent alcohol by volume <laughs> product of austria Oh, so you have Samuschlaus Classic. What other Samuschlauses do they have? I have no idea. My guess is there's only just this one, but... Samuschlaus Ultra? I hate those newfangled Samuschlauses, you know? Yeah, yeah, get back to basics. Give me the good stuff. What was it? Crystal Samuschlaus? So the interesting thing is there's no smell at all. You can barely taste the booze, and it's, like, really sweet. Kind of like a honey sweetness? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And no hop character, although I'm not sure the malt liquor they're supposed to be. I just don't know what all the rules are. Oh, okay, that's it. That's it. That ended abruptly, but Sam, thank you. Thanks, Sam. Have you had malt liquor? Like, let me let me ask you a few questions. One, did we ever drink malt liquor in Wisconsin? Because that sounds like a thing we might have done, but I don't remember doing it. So for this very show, we we did an event called 40s on 140, where we all drank 40s for episode 140, and Tyler almost died. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, <laughs> and I had Colt 45, and I think that's the only time I've ever had malt liquor. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think we, like, occasionally someone would, I don't even know how it happened, but, like, we would have some in college, and notoriously one time we did uh edward 40 hands where you sure. yeah. have two 40s and uh yeah th that just never went well and then I'm, j I'm just trying to remember if like we ever did that shit after college because i could have seen us doing that like in that apartment that shoop and i had together that was just like a shithole yeah the alrita place yeah I, and, that, if if anywhere it was there right but i don't I, think we did i don't think uh, we did. so i i guess i i tip my cap to you for attempting 
to drink a 40 at this age. Well, it's not a 40, I should say. It's malt liquor, but it's not a 40. <laughs> it's, this is, I'm confused by this concept. <laughs> it's just a bottle of beer. Like, I can just show it to you. It's actually, it's technically not enough. It's 11.2 fluid ounces, because a lot of, um... Uh, a lot of these fern beers come in, uh... My guess is milliliters-wise that comes out to something round, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, the key to Edward Forty Hands is wearing sweatpants, I'll tell you that. The key to Edward Forty Hands is cheating, my boy. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Well, you know, the pandemic has cheated us of a lot of events. Um, you know, we did a couple articles about virtual beer fests and such, and I think I was pretty down on them. But I found one that maybe I can get behind. So from Boston Globe, your neck of the woods there, Boris. Hey. We've got dogs, beer, and treats at this year's virtual Dogtoberfest. Harpoon, a New England... Yes, Samuel, were you going to say something? I was just going to gush over how cute this fucking dog is in this first picture. Holy shit. It is a cute, cute uppers. Yeah. I want to mess with its little jowls. I like messing with dog jowls. And their chins. Their chins are so fuzzy and prickly, but dogs hate when you touch their chins. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh, Barley loves when he scratches his chin. Oh. If you start, he'll like turn his head up so you can get a better angle at it. It's great. Nice. Uh, so Harpoon, which is a uh, New England brewery, um, I have had plenty of Harpoon. They generally have a, a Dogtoberfest festival, and this year they can't do it in person, so they're going to do a virtual event. Uh, it'll be on October 4th, and uh, those who sign up for the event um, are encouraged to take a one-mile run or walk with their dog. And then uh, if you sign up and pay presumably some kind of entrance fee which it doesn't mention here you can get a wag bag that they will send you ahead of time uh, which includes a malted barley and peanut butter bow wow quote-unquote beer for dogs uh, some dog treats and then a four pack of limited edition beer that mm -hmm. features the faces of dogs up for adoption oh i think all beer should have do adoptable dogs on it yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, when just, we did the articles on it before, it seemed like an unmitigated success. So it just seems like, yeah, yeah do it some more. You can also uh, like upload posts to Instagram to win prizes and shit. Uh, so this one I like because like the other one, it was like, you know, like watch some stuff on Facebook and sit around and drink beer. But this one seems like a little more involved. And of course, it's helping dogs get adopted, which wins at extra points. So uh, I'm pretty OK with this one here. So my issue with yeah. it is it smacks of um, a thing that I don't like or understand. I don't un I don't like it because I fear it, and I fear it because I don't like it. Because um, I don't understand it. The virtual 5K, which yeah. is, I guess part, part of it stems from the fact that I don't understand 5Ks, even though I've done a few of them. But a virtual 5K is basically you pay them money up front, and they send you, like, a T-shirt, and, like, you know, usually there's something gimmicky. And then, uh -huh. and you run your own 5k, like you map it out yourself yeah. and you track your time and then you let them know how you did. Uh-huh. And it just seems like if you wanted to run a 5k with like, without other people around, you could just do that whenever you want for frizzy. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would you, it smacks up against my more basic question, which is why would you do it in the first place? Yeah. No. Yeah. Does... Like a 5k in general. Well, so I think that part of it is, like, it's fun to race directly against other people. And also there's a sense of camaraderie. And a lot of the time, like, you know, at the end, there will be... It, it depends on the runs you go on. But 
when three sex was doing her year of 5ks the only ones i did with her were the ones that ended at a brewery or a vineyard so uh we would drink together afterwards and that was fun but there isn't that for this right the only ones i've done had beer at the end of them basically uh, I've never done a 5K, but um, I did just unlock a, like an old memory, so I got stunned into silence for a minute there. Whack. Oof. Well, I mean, Sam, I why would people do that? I don't know. I guess for the swag to say they they did it to have some kind of limited edition shib. I mean, yeah, you're right. This is this is treading kind of in that territory, as are all virtual events. I feel like, but this one helps dogs, and you can get some stuff out of it. So you know, I'm just saying that don't impress me much. Oh, Boris, come here and break this tie in my favor. I don't... Okay. <clears throat> I'm really only complaining about the running aspect. I think that part is very silly. It does say walk. Whatever. You can run or walk, and you don't have to report it to anybody. It just encourages you to take your dog for a mile outside. You already should be doing that. Just something you should be doing every day, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the, the 5K thing is similar, where it's like, I think a lot of people actually, like train and that is their motivation is they're like oh i run these 5ks with my friends and if i don't jog like they'll know and it'll be bad and so they want to keep that going in times where they can't have a group 5k so they're like i don't know time yourself and we'll put it on this website the thing i do like fear-based motivation right when three sex was doing all of her virtual 5ks that was pre-pandemic she just was doing that (laughs) i still don't get it you married her. <laughs> Got him? <laughs> but, uh, well, so, you know, if people other than these two wet blankets over here want to sign up, uh, do it by September 21st, and then you can support dogs and not be a jerk. Oh, I would totally do this, but I don't have a dog, so mm. I will be forwarding this to friends in the area who do have dogs. Well, there you go. And maybe, while I'm editing, I'll bother reading this article. Oh. Doubt it. Uh, so, Sam, you got a lot of free time on your hands because you won't read. What have you been doing with all of that free time? <laughs> Fuck. Um, so my content, actually, it's a great segue, accidentally, because my content is um, dog-focused. But I feel like I should preface this by saying, I told Three Sex what I was going to talk about on the show this week, and direct quote from her, that content is bad. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. So that's Is your we're... content that you got friggin' burned by your wife? <laughs> uh, no, dude, that would be my content every week, if that qualified as content. So, Barley's got some allergy situations, um, and usually it, it just affects his pals, but um, it's been... Uh, it's been... Uh, Basically, he's been licking his paws and then scratching his side and, it's like, spreading, uh, uh... There's, like, enzymes and dog spit. It's gross. Um, so, basically, he's got some, like, weird gross scabs on his rib cage, and we oh. want to discourage him from scratching, but yeah. he wants to, because it's itchy. And I get it. <laughs> you gotta so, ta- tape his feet up. That's... I just a like, thought. a life jacket on him. Uh, so, Boris, uh... A human being closer with closer to the correct answer because he's not a psycho what's the matter with you tape it like, tape no you get medical t- tape hog tie him no you get medical tape 
they just wrap it around the end of his, uh, like, little dog toes where the claws are, so he can't scratch himself up. Oh, I thought you were saying to tape them together. Just put, like, socks on them, dude. Okay, actually, that's a better plan, Boris. Damn it, you beat me twice. <laughs> uh, so we went back, with... Back better ideas than mine. We went with t-shirt. And so, all right, get ready. Get ready for the content. I'm not saying get ready, like, because it's so hype. I'm saying if you space out for a second, you'll miss it because it's just, it's nothing. So for this to work, there's like just, it's too baggy around him, the t-shirt. So take a, you take a hair tie and like pull the shirt tight and put the hair tie over it so that it like stays on his belly. And you got to tuck, you got to tuck the excess shirt underneath. But get this, you guys. I'm going to lean in close to the mic, make sure this gets picked up. The little extra bit of shirt, it fell out of the shirt. And so he thought it was an extra tail. And he was chasing his tail, but it wasn't even his tail. That goofy guy. That's it. (laughs) That does suck, but it's a cute story. So, um, so, uh, but tell me more about this. So does this work at all? So, not really. He scratched all in the shirt within, like, 20 minutes. Now, so, now my question is, whose brilliant idea are you going to try next? Uh, neither. We're going to, I'm just going to call the vet and be like, what do you guys think? You're professionals. A medical professional. Get out of here. Um, You're going to let somebody else put your hand, put their hands on your baby? You're going to let the government tell you what to do with your dog, Sam? Um, They're going to want to get that dog vaccinated. Well, mm. uh, our strategy. You're gonna want to put chips in your dog. You're gonna Bill Gates so they can track them. I mean, my our dogs are chipped already, obviously. Oh, Bill Gates already got to him, Boris. Uh, I don't even know what to do with this. George Soros, Q. <laughs> Tune in next week for uh, <laughs> more updates. Yeah, I guess, man. I don't know. That's it, dude. That sucks. So. <laughs> I gotta. I I need to milk more out of this. You can so fucking try. The issue you, you, you said the issue is that he has allergies that affect his paws. So uh, basically, what happens? I was I was hoping to to like not get into it because it's boring. But you're asking, so I'll tell you. Um, the in previous years, he he has a pollen allergy, so it makes his uh, basically from walking on pollen, his paws get very itchy. His thought. Mm, I'm gonna lick these bitches clean, but there's like enzymes in dog saliva to break down their food, which if they lick themselves too much, it breaks down their selves. So in previous years, he's like, his like paw fur has gotten really patchy and sad from just too much uh, self licking. So we have him yeah. on on meds now, but um, I guess this year's pollen season was worse, so he ran out of meds, and we were like. And so he's been licking his paws and then scratching his sides, and yes. that he's got slobber on his paws, so he transfers it to his sides. Yes, and now it's like a, it's a it's a negative feedback loop because even when he's not licking his paws anymore, he's already got some like raw scabby shit on his sides, uh-huh. so that itches, uh-huh. so he scratches, so he makes it worse, right. etc. You should uh, get him uh, like dog booties. Those are a thing that exist. Yeah, they suck. Well, okay. Sorry, I enjoy your zombie dog. What? I mean, you're gonna take him to the vet. It's fine. All right. I was just picturing little like Air Jordan doggy booties. Like you could get a whole sneaker collection for your dog. That's fun. That'd be sick. 
yeah. Get a little hat. So, <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my friends just had a baby, and uh, another friend in this group was trying to get us all to go in and look buy... at this fucking guy with all these fucking friends. You're fucking flexing on us? What are you doing? Yeah, seriously, bro. <sighs> yeah. Easy uh, when you're the human Adonis over here. I am. So, uh, another friend was trying to get us to go in on baby Air Jordans for this baby, <laughs> who, again, was just born. So this kid is, like, two months old at this point. So he's, he's like, going to wear these shoes for two weeks. Yeah, he's like, we never got this kid something. We should get it. And let me tell you, baby Air Jordans are the same fucking price as, like, normal-sized Air Jordans. And, and get them? Now, price-wise on these... I've realized I don't know what things cost, mostly because whenever I try to estimate the price of something, I estimate it at the price at what I think it should be at, not what it really is. Yeah, more because you make so much money, you've become untethered from the common man's experience. No, I've always had this problem, even when I was very poor. What I think is a fair price for, like, top-of-the-line sporting shoes would be, like, $100. Okay, good luck. I googled around and it seems like they're about sixty, which you know, for being a quarter of the size of normal Air Jordans. But t- to Tyler's point, yes, this kid is just gonna fucking outgrow these shoes in like ten seconds. What you uh-huh. should have done is, what's the average male shoe size in the United States? I don't know, probably like eight, nine. Yeah, get get them whatever. Look up whatever the average male size is. Get that, and then it's like an investment. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're making, like, a pretty educated guess that he's going to be able to use them in, like, 15 years. And then they're vintage. That's even exactly. cooler. You know, everyone's probably buying a baby shit. No one's right. buying adult shit. Exactly. Yeah. Thinking in 2040. Because even then, he'd be like, oh, you guys got me Jordan. Sweet. And we'd yeah. be like, no. We got <laughs> child Jordan <laughs> that he will use 20 years from now. Well, if we're talking 20 years from now, you should actually probably get him, like, a fire escape hood or whatever. Shit, man. Just get him, like, friggin' Google stock or something. Now, what yeah. is a fire escape hood? Oh, there are these, like, little hoods that can be used to, like, keep you safe from some heat and smoke for, like, 10 minutes. It's just so you can, like, flee a burning building. Should I buy one of those and put it in my baby's room? I'm so uh, unclear on what shit... I'm supposed to have in that room. No, you don't need that. I, I was making a joke about how everything's on fire. Oh, okay. But but no, you don't need that. I'm afraid you of everything. Have a tiny wizard's robe. You will need one of those. That's true. I think they're joking, but I'm just not sure. I'm so ill prepared. Check the list from us. Two dudes with no children. <laughs> tiny wizard robe. You have just as many children as I do. That's not actually true. You have like three-fourths of a child wow you're she like just she like just hit the three-quarter mark look at you i've been tracking it i feel like sam you also have um some close friends who have children which i don't really it's funny you should mention close friends that have children this is okay this is not gonna be interesting whatever so friends acquaintances of the show maybe uh the roaches uh uh who we were pretty close with for a while they had a kid and like, I went to its first birthday party, so I was like, like, I was, I think the only one that Roche was allowed to invite, because it was all Ellie's family and friends, and me and three techs. Um, uh, and I was like, yeah, this is cool, I mean, I don't really know 
what I'm supposed to do at a baby's first birthday party, but there's beer here, so I guess I'll hang out. And then, like, soon after that, kind of just dropped out of contact. Like, I would invite them to stuff every now and then, and they wouldn't come, because they had a baby, which is fine. So you did a terrible job at this baby's first birthday, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I must have really struck out. <laughs> but I think it was that they were like, we have to stay in contact with them, because they're going to be our friends that have babies, and we're going to want to have... We're gonna want, want gonna want to be friends with people with babies, and we took too long to make a baby. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't hit that baby stride quick enough. Yeah, because we're like we we've not been involved. Like they have a second kid now, and I didn't I didn't know. I just kind of found out, and then as Fuck soon up. as soon as we like did our Facebook announcement that uh, three sex is pregnant, now they're texting us like, "Hey, you want to hang out? Hey, uh, <laughs> how's it going?" Uh, you want to talk about pregnancy stuff, that type of shit, which is like, yeah, which is, I mean, it's like, honestly, it's cool because I think it will be good for us to have friends with kids, but also one who can give you a ton of like baby shit and advice and like, just understand what you're, what you're dealing with. Yeah. The only thing though is, uh, our other friend, uh, is also having a baby like a month after we are. Uh, who didn't ghost us for three years for seemingly no reason. So we might hang out with them instead. Oof. We'll have to see. Yeah. It's a it's a tough world out there in parent land, I'm sure. It's You know, it's... you're not here to make friends, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. That'll explain away your terrible social habits. What did I do? I don't know. But, I'm you know, somehow, Sam. I just wanted to get that get that dig in. I know when that baby grows up, they're probably going to be into that sweet, sweet candy. Babies just can't get enough of candy. And if they uh, then grow up to want to maybe drink a beer, perhaps they'll drink this new beer by Sheets, which combines beer and candy. Let's go to foodandwine.com for this article. Uh, Sheets made a beer with watermelon gummy rings. We've done a couple articles on the weird shit that Sheets is making. They made like a hot dog beer and some other nonsense. Blueberry muffin beer, which I think actually got some pretty good reviews. And now they've made a beer with their watermelon rings that they sell. This is their fourth beer, apparently. And the first three, they all they collaborated with all PA-based breweries because they're like a basically Pennsylvania company. Um, but this time they're partnering with somebody in Virginia, uh, Hardywood Park. And so this beer, Project Wata Melon Wing, uh, is not going to be available in Pennsylvania at all. It'll be available in Virginia and I think like North Carolina or some shit. But I, it's a watermelon wheat beer, and I like those. So I'm kind of close to those areas. Maybe I'll pick this up. Well, it would be great if you could, just because... Uh anything to talk about in these COVID times other than my dog wore a shirt funny. But my question is watermelon rings. What'd that be? Uh, it's uh, like yeah. just gummy rings. Watermelon. It tastes like watermelon. Is it just yeah. a gummy candy? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had peach rings? Cause it's exactly the same, but oh. it tastes like watermelon instead. Okay. Well, I guess I'm an asshole. So this might be my my New England speaking, but seven ninety nine for a four pack of sixteen ounce cans sounds delightful. Is that a 
good price. I would, yeah. I would call that a fine price. I that think that's the price that I would pay to try this beer. Yeah, I would pay that. I feel like most four packs are like in the double digits. That's yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's my my experience typically. I think four packs are just getting more and more common. Like it used to be that four packs were only for like primo shit or high ABV exactly. shit, and but I think yeah. I think more and more it's just like oh, whatever we can put whatever we want a four pack. There's no rules. Hey, I'm not complaining about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, my experience is that they're typically more expensive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would totally try this. I I do think it's weird that sheets, because like I said, they're like kind of known for being with Pennsylvania, that they're not going to be distributing in Pennsylvania. Maybe this like maybe it's because of the brewery they're working with or something. It just seems kind of odd to me. I don't. I think I don't associate sheets with Pennsylvania as strongly as you do. Like. I grew up in Maryland. There's sheets there. There's, I think it's like just most of the, what you'd call, I guess, the mid-Atlantic. Oh, well, I mean, I live in Delaware. There are no sheets here. That's shocking to me. Yeah, it's Wawa. And everybody's like, oh, Wawa's so good. And I'm like, mm, Wawa doesn't really have any fried foods, so get out of my face with that nonsense. Uh, Wawa does have fried foods. You're stupid. You're stupid. They have a couple. Like, oh, sweet. I get like some fried chicken that I could get literally everywhere. Can I get actual fries? No. No, I can't Wawa. Can of sheets? I'm a, I'm I'm a big uh, Wawa partisan, so I'm uh, taking a deep breath and letting it out. I am I am 100% on Sheets' side in the Sheets versus Wawa debate. It's okay. I didn't respect you to begin with. <laughs> wow. Uh, you heard it. Yeah. The first time anyone's ever argued Sheets versus Wawa, you heard it here first. The first time I've ever disrespected Tyler for no reason. First time you heard it here first. Disrespected Tyler. That, that's not true. The first time you disrespected me was probably like five minutes after we met. No, dude, you were weird when we first met. Do you not remember I know. this? I was very, I was very aggro. So. <laughs> what, like someone fed you a potion? and? <laughs> yeah. I was drawing all the aggro. I don't know. I don't know that aggro would be the term. I think so. Uh, Boris, you probably had this experience the first time you were on the show, but I don't remember. What Tyler likes to do when he meets new people is bully them to see how they react. All right. So essentially, uh, that's reasonable. Uh, just like see if they can take a joke. Uh, and what he decided to do is he like overheard a conversation I was having about how I wasn't going home for fall break. And I wasn't going to see my, at the time, girlfriend until Thanksgiving break. And he also was doing the long-term high school girlfriend, we're going to break up really soon, but we don't know it yet thing. And he was like, oh man, I'm so hard. I'm so sorry to hear that. Tyler, I'm curious if you remember any of this. Uh, he was like, yeah, I do. I, I 100% remember this and you're accurate so far. Okay. I'm so, I, I'm so sorry to hear that. Give me a hug. And I was like, in, in my head, I was like, this guy's weird, but... I really need to make some friends. I'll, I'll give this weird guy a hug. So I gave him a hug and we hugged for like three seconds. And then I started to pull away and he was like, no, 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 no. And he like pulled me back in and I was like, I don't know about this guy. Uh, and I must have passed your weird test. Yeah. Well, I do remember. Well, after that, that might have been the very first time. But after that, I remember like aggressively challenging you to play chess about things all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like not good at chess and never really claimed to be that good at chess. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam, this story, this article uh, that Tyler sent out actually reminded me of the first time I met you, which I'm wondering if you remember that story. It's less weird than... than <laughs> well, that's like, good. Uh, and hugs and chests from you. I mean, I remember meeting you through Shoop. Right. But I don't remember the specific time. I was probably drunk. So you rolled up to uh, the apartment that Shoop and I were renting together, and you had brought some homemade uh, beer, and you, I guess, I don't know, uh, may have heard, you maybe heard that I was a beer aficionado, or we talked about it for a second, because you slid me a bottle of your homebrew and asked me if I could name the secret ingredient. <laughs> Which was love. Which obviously I could not, because the secret ingredient was Skittles. Oh, I was wondering which batch this was. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, as soon as I saw this, like, candy beer, I was like, oh, it's like Sam Skittles beer. And then I just had a little, little flashback to that gross apartment in Wisconsin that we trashed. With that gross and... beer, well, that beer that was, that had some problems. It, it was good for the first three weeks, and then, uh, the, sh the like, the... I think the sugar started to separate, and then it got to a point where, like, I couldn't even reuse those bottles because there was, like, s a Skittle ring around the <laughs> neck. Very right. gross. Yeah, I mean, the beer was fine. I drank it. But, yeah. It's a rave review for the shit I come out with. The beer, the beer was fine. I drank it. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us what else you've been up to lately, Boris, other than drinking beers. Uh, what have I been up to? I've been uh, pulling in pulling in veggies from my garden. I pulled in about... Oh, hey, yeah, nice. Wait, wait, I'm going to interrupt you immediately. I really want to grow stuff, but I don't have the opportunity where I live right now. What are you growing, and how hard is it to grow each individual thing? Uh, what am I growing? So I think the main, the main crops coming in right now, um, tomatoes, I pulled like 30 tomatoes in one go out of my, out of my garden. Boris, I'm going to stop you right there. He means which strains of cannabis are you growing? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Tomato. <laughs> yeah, you never heard of uh, tomato? Heard tomato? It's, a, it's an indica dominant hybrid. It'll fucking knock you out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> OG crossed with Girl Scout cookie. Uh, it actually, the, the variety of tomato that I grew is called uh, beef steak tomato because uh, yeah. are just these big honking ones. I got a two pound tomato. Damn. Um, so I pulled in ten tomatoes. We made like salsa. We made uh, a couple batches of pasta sauce, and then I just like dropped a bag of tomato on all my doors or all my neighbors' doors. Pulling in uh, Japanese eggplant, which is like a normal eggplant, but it's like long and skinny. It looks much more like dick and less like uh, dick and balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Much more like a dick. And oh, less, okay. Like uh, dick and balls. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and uh, how? I thought maybe you would use, like, a gardening term. Like, I was legitimately... But, no, it was just what I heard. It was just like, what I heard. Like, like yeah. the, hot, the hot knowledge? No. Right. Um, I just pulled in, like, uh, 30 jalapenos. So I think I'm just going to make a hot sauce, because I don't know what to do with that many jalapenos. For sure. I mean, you could make salsa if you got that many tomatoes. I guess that Tomato doesn't save as well. Um, I'm not really pulling them in at the same rate anymore. So... Yeah, I don't know. I thought about it. Also, like, salsa is good, but when you eat it every day, I don't know. I'm I'm out on salsa for right now. Is all yeah. I'm trying to say. Make some make some hot sauce for sure, Z's. 
Also, the thing about salsa, when you make homemade salsa, like from fresh tomatoes, it is really, really watery. So you basically yeah. have to drain it. Yeah. And it takes like a ton of tomatoes to get like a normal amount of salsa. And I don't know if I need to be using different kinds of tomatoes, but these tomatoes were like all water. What about the Mexican tomatoes? So is that a thing? Is that a type I don't know. Tomato? I have no what, idea. What is this bit? I don't think a Mexican tomato is going to grow here. I don't know. Yeah, well, because this is America. This is, that's right. It, it couldn't cross the border. This is very challenging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you want to talk about challenging, Sam? Let's move on to our next article from theguardian.com. <laughs> We've got Amnesty International, uh, or excuse me, Amnesty Investigation links Brewer Kirin to Myanmar military crimes. So, you know, you go out to a sushi spot and you want maybe a crisp, uh, a junk lager to wash down this fish with. You grab maybe a Kirin. Uh, they're, they're a pretty big Asian-based brewery. Um, apparently, they have a partnership with a Myanmar-based conglomerate known as MEHL. MEHL invests in a bunch of stuff like beer, tobacco, mining, banking, and uh, oh, also, a lot of their major shareholders are military units directly implicated in uh, human rights crimes against the Rohingya in Myanmar. Can I ask you two questions right off the bat yeah you're it sounds like you're saying myanmar i thought it was myanmar i'm saying myanmar myanmar is it, do i just have the wrong emphasis i don't know i i say stuff dumb you know that all right michelob and i've forgotten my other question great so uh, that's called sorry. journalism baby go ahead boris I was going to say so i looked up what companies in the u.s uh this company might be affiliated with in some way uh the things that stick out to me four roses distillery um i think i've had their bourbon before it's i've heard very cold. good things about their bourbon and new belgium and also, company new belgium no shit really it's like i yeah i guess they uh Somewhat recently, here's an article from December 2019. New Belgium employee owners vote in favor of sale to Kieran owner Lion Little World Beverages. So I think it's Kieran and New Belgium have the same parent company, not necessarily New Belgium is implicated in uh, war crimes in Myanmar. But, right. you know, just so, uh, throwing it out there. The argument here is basically that because Kieran works with MEHL, MEHL makes money from Kieran's operations, and then that money goes to military units who, you know, do war crimes. So that is the, the concern here. My question is, you know, what are the rules that allow, like, a military unit to invest in a company? Like, can you do that in the U.S.? Is that just something that happens there or what's the dealio that's weird as hell to me i think you'd be surprised the degree to which uh the military acts as like a, just a company yeah like they have an advertising budget which is like a weird thing to think about but like yeah all the all the shit with uh i don't know if this is true in the nfl but it's true in the nba the the shit with doing the national anthem uh-huh. Because uh, they get Skrilla from the armed yeah, forces. before a game is because they get paid by the armed forces. Now that I'm thinking about it, they always do those fucking dumbass flyovers during yeah. NFL games. So those must be uh, yeah, the just all NFL paid spots. Money 
the NFL receives money from the military to do, they do a whole month where like all the players wear like camo hats and shit. But that's, that's not like, okay, that's weird for its own reasons, but I get that. Like if this article said like the Myanmar army invest in MEHL, I'd be like, okay, I get that. But they're like, you know, 302nd Ranger group invests in MEHL. And I'm like, how is that possible? Is it like that they maybe don't get all of their funding from the state directly and they are left to their own devices to fund themselves? I, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Had to sell cocaine to raise money to distribute to uh, the Contras in Nicaragua because right. told them they weren't getting money from them. I would rate that says, as unlikely. It says here, and this is a crazy number, that one-third of all shares of MEHL are owned by military units. Yeah, that's... That's a wild, wild. figure. Yeah. So they're, they're like companies, but they also have dudes with guns and ballistic missiles. Yeah, man, I guess. it just Good luck in the board crazy. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it seems real weird. So Kieran has issued a response, basically, and they said, you know, like, oh, MEHL basically said that they're not involved in military activity. They're running like pension stuff. I'm sure that's how they worded it. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about that. The whole thing is confusing to me and also upsetting. Agreed. I mean, that almost makes more sense. Like a lot of companies have a pension fund, which is like you pay into it while you're working and then it's yeah. supposed to pay you out while you, when you retire. And the idea is you pay into it and it is invested so that it keeps up with inflation and shit and pays you out when you retire. So maybe the military's pension fund is invested in these companies, but it is weird that they have invested at a noticeable amount that gives them some sort of control over the company and it doesn't seem like it's the whole military like when it comes down to like individual units it feels more like a tontine to me you know what i mean (laughs) that's going a little far isn't it Uh, i don't know (laughs) maybe maybe it's somewhere between legitimate pension fund investment and tontine like who can who can say yeah no, this has this has piqued my interest, and I would like to learn more about how. Because I feel like this, I um, I went to school with a kid who, or I guess he's a adult who's older than me now, um, but he's Egyptian, and he was like explaining during like the whole Arab Spring shit how the Egyptian army is not just the army; it is also like the nation's top provider of like appliances and all this other shit, like the army actually controls like a large portion of the economy. Uh, And so if they elect a leader that the army is not on board with, that's how the army sort of easily overthrows them is they're like, well, we control pretty much everything in the country, not just we're a bunch of tough guys with guns. That's interesting. Um, But I'm realizing now that that's literally all I know about it. And I have not learned more. And that interests me. It's so much more than I know, my dude. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy stuff. Uh, Boris, look into it, and in you know five weeks or whatever, we'll get back to you on it. I'll I'll report back. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. I haven't been up to anything, so y'all want to rate these beers? You can't do that. You made me talk about my dog's T-shirt. You can't That's do true. this. Okay. All right, fine, yeah, fine, fine. fine. Yeah, I do have T-shirt on I, your cat real quick. <laughs> yeah, I do have one thing to talk about. Uh, hold on. He's wandered away. <laughs> 
for the listener. <laughs> I do have one thing to talk about. Um, two Sam, hours later, <laughs> Sam, I re- I did receive the business cards that you got for. Oh me. right, uh, Boris, would you like to see them? I absolutely. Okay. Does this. Describe them for the home listener. Is that so, to me? That looks like a black square. Yeah, you have to, right, you have well, to hold it, hold it steady, or else it, so the camera fucks the, up. One side is basically black on black, and but it says Bruce Day Tuesday to the discerning eye. The other side, much easier to see. You can see that one. Oh yeah, B T so Tyler Dryblatt. Yeah, yeah that's work for a law firm or something. I like it. Right, I do like the design. Um, I think B T is supposed to stand for Bruce Day Tuesday. Gray on black on this side. It says Tyler Dryblatt, host and dungeon master, which I like. Gives my phone number and then the Bruce Day Tuesday contact info. And it says, also, I do park stuff. And then a line underneath that, interpreter. So I'm not that's sure the, about that's your That's your uh, role, right? Interpreter? I got that, I, right? I Well, yeah, basically. I am, if we want to get real fancy, the interpretive programs manager. Oh, God. But it's all good. Uh, but uh, some elements of the des- design are, I think, I have questions about. Like, so the fact that you just put interpreter under that—that's that's one that I think we've already addressed. And Sorry, also, the- say the words underneath that interpreter, or does it have a line and below? No, the line? so it's it's right it's right here, Boris. Right, okay. so you got a little your the bottom right nook there is your park stuff. Also, I do okay. park stuff. And and then the reader's like, park stuff? Well, tell me more. Interpreter. Got it. <laughs> okay. Got it. Thank Possibly you. his job title. Interpreter. And then also the other side with the black on black. Uh, what was your what was your thought process there? So show me the black on black again, because I it hold it closer to the camera, please. <laughs> Tilt it maybe. <laughs> I can like kind of Oh see there it something. is, I see it. There it is. <laughs> uh, it um the contrast was a lot stronger in the preview. Okay. All right. Sam, I have to ask, is this something that you, in your eternal generosity, paid for, or was this done through Epic? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. No, so I, I paid for, I paid for this out of pocket. Don't get me in trouble. This was out of pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so I did receive the cards. Uh, how many did you get? There's like a lot of them. Uh, I want to say 500, but I could be wrong. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of cards. I do have one in my wallet now. You'll be happy to know. We, uh, our agreement was you need to give them to people. So I know. I look forward to future contents of you of you telling me about how you give it to somebody, and they say, really? <laughs> I, well, like I said, I do have one in my wallet. I haven't had the opportunity to give it to anybody yet, but I know, I know what our deal was. You should probably keep, like five in there because like you never know when you're going to see two people before you have a chance to reload that's that's true that's true and you know i want to shame myself in front of as many people as possible (laughs) right i mean you hugged sam for like 10 seconds when you didn't even know him i'm i'm older and slightly wiser now boris i see i see in retrospect it seems like it was a weird thing to do but we're best friends, so, you know, you can't fuck with yeah, results. Look who's laughing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I reeled him in. I piqued his interest. <laughs> Why does this guy smell so bad? He thought. That's not fair. You, yeah, uh, we lived together for three years. I'll, I stand behind that statement. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's move on. All right. Shall we? Uh, you want to rate these beers? 
Sure, now that you've done your penance. <laughs> now that now that you've managed to slip one last insult in there, you're okay. Uh, Boris, tell us about your beer. Sure. I had uh, Treehouse Brewery's Very Hazy. It's an American double IPA. Uh, it is 8.6% ABV, and I am drunkies. Uh, nice. And I like halfway through my beer, so... Um, this is a good beer. Honestly, it's um, it's a double IPA, but it's not nearly as was. I don't know. There's no fucking difference between an IPA and a double IPA, right? Like, what's a double IPA? A double IPA oh, usually is uh, higher ABV, more hops. But there's not like you didn't do something to it twice or like any distinguishing like. I think the idea is you doubled the hops, but I don't think it's more. But it's not like you. It's more yeah, it's not like, like you boil it twice or anything. Think of it more like level two, as opposed right. to double. So there's there's not a scientific like I can tell you with one hundred percent certainty that this is an IPA and this is a double IPA. Anyways, I mean uh, I could tell you when I drink a double IPA, no bullshit, this is an IPA. In the same way as many IPAs have had, I would say no bullshit, this is an APA. But uh, I would say right. that I'm the meter stick that everyone should abide by. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So scientifically speaking, you could consult with me. <laughs> should all be uh, asking you to describe their beer for them. Um, it's like how they have that one chunk of metal uh, in Europe somewhere that's like the kilogram. There's like the standard, like, the standard kilogram that's like this is what a kilogram is. If you're ever sure, if you're not sure if your thing's a kilogram, come check it out. Uh, they've largely moved off of those, actually. Oh really? Well, fuck. Um, but my whole thing. Yeah. There's, like, a big effort uh, amongst certain scientists to, like, standardize, like, weights and measurements based on, like, naturally occurring things. So, like, now a second is, like, the time it takes, like, an ion to rotate, like, so much or whatever. Well, because so, because a second as defined by an hour is, like, changing because an hour as defined by a day is changing. Right. But, so, like, they, like, a like weights for things are being changed too. It's like, you know, the weight of like however many like atoms or whatever. They're going away from like actual things. However many atoms or whatever. You you were building so, up so much science credibility and then however many atoms or whatever. I was I was wondering who this new and improved Tyler was. Oh, <laughs> uh, the pizza on street meat eat. <laughs> there it is. There's, I haven't had any street food in a long time, I gotta tell you. Oh, wait, that's not true, actually. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is a double IPA, I guess, because it's uh, 8.6 ABV. But really, it's not very hoppy at all. Uh, nice fruity texture. I think if you like uh, New England IPAs, uh, you're gonna like this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an 8, honestly. This is a, this is a good beer. Uh, if you're looking to get drunk and drink something delicious and you like new england ipas this one's for you all right uh sam it was actually more trash food there was a roll in the trash no no sa- save it no no, no 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 save it for the outro save it for the outro save it for the outro okay all right so uh yeah i had um also a, a hazy whatever or a new england pale ale whatever they're calling themselves uh, from Levante or Levant or whatever brewing company, Tiny Tickle, New England Pale Ale, 5.1% ABV. Ooh. As I as I drank this, uh, the the kind of muddledness, maybe I just got used to it, but it bothered me less and less as I kept going. So I'm going to give this a 5.9. I'll recommend this to anybody who likes a, a New England Pale Ale. I mean, it is what it is. 
And uh, if you have the fortitude to drink the whole thing, even if you're not really into them, I think you'll you'll probably enjoy it. So those are my recommendations. Samuel? Yeah, uh, my thoughts didn't change about... Oh, fuck, I have to do this again. God damn it. Uh, Eggenberg Samischlaus Classic. There wasn't that much flavor other than sweetness. I would recommend this to people who love candy and love getting drunk, but not <laughs> Boris. Because he said he was getting uh, uh, a little bit drunk on his 8.5. I don't know if he can handle this 14%. I'll give it a... It's so hard to rate because it isn't... It's so not beer-like. Right. That I feel like rating on it a beer scale is disingenuous, but that's the premise of the show, so I will do it anyway. Six? Was not expecting that to score in the top half of uh, of the the scale. Just if you can get a if you can get I was gonna say if you can get a beer too, and then realize that that's disingenuous. If you can get a liquid to taste like it's <laughs> not that boozy, but actually it's fourteen percent ABV, that gets some points for me. All right. Yeah, Sam. You know what you're drinking next week. I do. It's a content beer. Nice. Uh, it's uh do you remember this is from a little while back uh black is beautiful oh yeah so i think there are many editions of black is beautiful there are i have one of them find out next week which it is because i forget nice well that's cool uh boris thanks for being around yeah you're welcome thanks for thanks for existing in the space that i can be around in you know? say what you will about boris but you can't <laughs> say he wasn't around <laughs> That, that boy is so around. Uh, listener, if you want to report your Boris spotting incident... When he when sits he around, around the podcast, he sits around the podcast. Got him. Uh, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BruceTuesday.com. Those are the best. Keep it done. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes a kid. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Friend. So tell us about your uh, street food. It wasn't really street food. I realized that's, that's disingenuous, as you would say. Uh, it was trash food. Somebody threw out an entire roll at work, so I ate it out of the trash. Uh, like a dinner roll, style roll? Yes, exactly. This sounds like a, a two-bite situation. Is this a real, real little buddy? No, I mean, I would say I probably got four out of that sucker. <laughs>